Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to Bible Talk. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell here with you tonight. And as normal, as usual, what we do, we go before the God of heaven, the creator of the universe, and we ask his blessing. We acknowledge him in all of our ways. So we are going to go before the Lord right now um, before we get into our broadcast. Heavenly Father, we come right now in the name of Jesus, a name that is above every name. Father, we're asking that you go before us in this broadcast. Lord, we're asking that you would be with us today. We pray right now for those today, O oh God, that are depressed, those that are discouraged, duress, those that are bereaved, O oh God, the loss of a loved one. Father, we are asking, we're coming on their behalf tonight, Lord, and we're asking, you said in your word that you are the lifter of our head. So, Father, we're asking that you would lift the head of those those that are bowed down today, that you would encourage them, Lord, that you would wrap your arm around them, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray for children who have lost parents right now, Lord. We're asking that you would have your way in their hearts and in their little mind, O God, that you would surround them, that you would give them that security that they need to know that they're going to be okay. And, Father, we're praying for those that are in hospitals right now with the virus, the the COVID. We're asking, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would be with them. We pray for the doctors and the nurses and those on staff, oh God, the cleaning lady in the hospital. We're praying for all of these, Lord, that are there, that are on the front line, the first responders. Father, we're asking that you would minister to them. Father, that you would provide and supply everything that they need, oh God. In the name of Jesus. And, Father, we pray for those that are in Midland, that have lost their home, Lord, with no flood insurance. We are asking, God, that you would minister to them, that you would provide and supply. Father, I'm praying especially for the 80-year-old couple, Lord, that lost their home and have no insurance, Lord. We're asking, Father, that you would minister to them, that you would just have your way, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in our broadcast today. We praise you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
All right, praise the Lord, the number to call here, 866-423-9578 on this Relationship Wednesday. And today we are going to be dealing with the most important relationship in the universe, the relationship that we have with the God of heaven. And um, today it's about prayer, to the communication that we have with the God of heaven. And so one of the things I want to talk about, uh, prayer, it's important in the Christian lives, and even more, even so now, more so now, as we are dealing with this pandemic, we who know the Lord need to cry out and cry out for our neighbors, our friends, and, and those that don't know the Lord as their Lord and Savior, because they are in a panic right now. They are duress, stress. Um, and my neighbor of mine came down, and she was just pouring her heart out. She's not saved, and just letting me know just how hard this is for her. And I I realize that as believers, we need to begin to pray, pray for our neighbors and our co-workers and all of those that are around us. People are in duress right now. And for us believers, we know that there is a God in heaven, a father that we have in heaven that we can call on. And so I want to deal with prayer tonight, that, that relationship so that we know that when we go to God, that we know that we, our prayer is getting through. So tonight we're going to also deal with things that would hinder our prayer. But first of all, we want to talk about what prayer is and what it isn't. Because um, that is so important because um, as we pray, some people believe that we just, um, you know, God is uh, some divine Santa Claus just sitting up there waiting for me to, you know, just tell him what I want, a genie. You know, you just rub the side of the genie and and say your request and you get, and it just pops out. And that is not what prayer is at all. And it's so a prayer, and we see prayer as, um, one of my favorite thing about prayer is the fact that Jesus prayed so much. We see him praying all the time. And so the important part of the Christian life is prayer. And it is talking to our commander and chief. He is the one that is large and in charge. And so we want to be able to communicate with him. Oftentimes, we as believers, we, um, we make plans. You know, we make a plan ourselves, and then we, we, then we pray about it later. We make the plan, then we call on God to bless the plan. But I believe we should call on God before we make the plan. Because it says, in all of your ways to acknowledge him, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding in all of your ways to acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. In Proverbs chapter 16, it talks about um, what to do with your plans before you make the plan. You know, you commit your ways to the Lord. And, um, you know, uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 16 and verse, verse 3 It says, commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. You commit it to the Lord. You go to the Lord first and ask him, should we even do this thing? Instead of, yeah, we're going to do this, and then we're going to pray about it. I believe that we need to consult our commander and chief. When you go to work, you don't just run in there and do what you want to do. You're doing what the boss has laid down for you to do. And so God is the boss. He's the one that is large and in charge of the universe. And so we go to him with our request, whatever plans we're going to make, we go to him first. So as we look at what um, prayer is, the communication with the God of heaven, the creator of the universe, 
you know, that, and so prayer is a way that we communicate with the Lord and to praise him. We communicate with him and we praise him. And so we want to understand the, the, re, the purpose for prayer. And we see Jesus, like I said, being our example um, of prayer. So I just want to just point out some of the wrong view of prayer. Prayer is not bargaining with God. You don't just come up there and bargain. You know, um, sometimes I hear people say, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to, we're going to, you know, demand this from the Lord. It's not bargaining with God at all. Prayer is not making demands of God. He is the, the ruler of the universe. He's the one that is in charge. So we come to him when we pray. Prayer is not only asking God for things. A lot of time, a lot of us don't pray until we need something. You know, and that what not, that's not what prayer is. You don't just um, come to God asking him um, for something. It's not some therapeutic um, meditation type of exercise. That's not what prayer is. It's not bothering God and taking up his time. Prayer is not that. Prayer is, is not a way to control the Lord, you know. And it's not an, a way to show off your spirituality before others. That's not what prayer is. When we come... To God, we're coming asking him. You know, this, uh, the, the scripture tells us, talks about, um, you know, coming before the Lord and, and, and laying out our, our request. Um, Jeremiah, one of my favorite cha- uh, scriptures, Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, God invites us. It's an invitation. He invites you to call him. And he said, call unto me, Jeremiah 33 and 3. Call unto me. And then he says, I will answer you. God answers every prayer. Do you know that? I can sit here today and tell you that God answers every single prayer. He answers them yes. Sometimes it's yes. Sometimes it's no. And sometimes it's wait. You're not ready for that thing that you're asking for. So sometimes it's wait. But God answers every prayer. And a good parent, a good parent does not give the children Everything they ask for. A good parent doesn't do that. And so God is a good parent. So he's not going to um, give you everything that you're asking for. Um, in Philippians 4, it tells us that um, do not be anxious for anything. There's a lot of anxiety going on around right now, even among believers. But the Bible tells us do not be anxious for anything, but, with, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That is awesome right there, to know what to do in our situation right now. Those of us who have a relationship with the Lord, we know that we can call on him. We can tell him everything that is on our heart. We can pour out our heart. If we're scared, we can tell him that. If we're, you know, um, insecure, we can tell him that. We go to our Father, and we have a Father that is the awesome thing. We have someone to go to. And, um, and another thing that is exciting to me is that um, we have a wonderful counselor. Our counselor, normally in life, when you, you know, you go to the, the psychologist or the psychiatrist. When you go, you know, first of all, you got to make an appointment. And then when you go, you have to tell them what's going on with you. See, this wonderful counselor that believers have. He already knows your situation before you come, and he has the answer for your problem. 
That is awesome to me that I have a counsel. I can go to him. I can talk to him about it. He wants you to come, and he invites us to come and talk to him. And so that's we have a lot of time on our hands now. We have no excuse why we're not praying right now because we have a lot of time on our hand. And so that's one of the things that um, this pandemic has, has, has gotten for us. I know especially for myself, I am enjoying this time as I spend the time with the Lord. And some I have um, kind of cut off some relationships right now for right now just because I want to zoom in and focus in on what the God of heaven wants me to do and is saying for me to do. So when we come to him with our, our requests, make our requests known to him. So he tells us not to be anxious at all and to just bring our requests um, to him. So we have someone that we can come to. Another thing that is fascinating to me, how many times Jesus prayed, we see over and over in the scriptures that he is praying and his disciples see him praying. In Luke 11, they, they came and after they saw him praying, they came and asked him to teach them how to do that, how to do what they were doing, how to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. They didn't say teach us a prayer. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. And then Jesus proceeded to tell them how to pray in their prayer when they come to the Lord. Jesus is leaving early in the morning. The disciples see him in Mark one thirty-five. He's going off to pray and to spend time with his father. So what that tells me is that prayer is highly important. A lot of time we, we don't treat it as what it's supposed to be, but Jesus even said his house should be a house of prayer. It should be marked by prayer. And so that is a very... Um, important thing there and that's and it's exciting to me to see Jesus do it in Luke chapter 18 Jesus said this and he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart we are to pray and not give up are you hearing me brothers and sisters to pray and not give up Jesus is giving us instructions here and then he goes on to tell a story and um, this story um, about a, a judge and who did not fear God and all of that. But we see here that what he says to do is to always, we ought to pray and not give up. So what I want to do is, first of all, to look at some things that would hinder prayer. Because if prayer is so important and we ought to do it, we see Jesus doing it as an example. Um, and it is so important. We want to make sure that when we pray, that we're not praying in vain. A lot of us, a lot of time, our prayers are not answered, answered because of the fact that we don't even belong to him. We're not even his child. A lot of people, listen, <laughs> a lot of people are praying, and I see it happen a lot when there's a tragedy in the world. You see people, all of a sudden, everyone is praying. Then you have to ask yourself the question, who are they talking to? Because if they don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, that prayer, unless they're calling on him to for salvation, he's not obligated to answer that prayer. So if you're not his child, you, you're not, he's not gonna, you're not going to hear from him. And, and John 1.12 tells us, For as many as received him, Jesus, to them, the one that received him, he gave them the right to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. We're going to take a break right here, and we'll be right back. 
Hi, my name is Missy Parker Miller, and I'm a licensing and recruitment specialist with Bethany Christian Services. Bethany is a Christian child welfare agency that focuses on foster care and adoption. The need is great for more Christian foster and adoptive homes. In Michigan, there are 13,000 children in foster care, and of those children, 3,000 are waiting now for an adoptive family. Many of these children have been waiting over three years. Bethany's heart is that no child will grow up without a family. These are not bad children. These are children that horrible things have happened to. Who better to minister to these children than Christians who can share the love and compassion of Jesus Christ? Please provide a loving home for a child in need and call Bethany Christian Services today. 248-414-4080. One more time, that number is 248-414-4080. Thanks and God bless. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. Or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Politics and religion. It's been said that you don't discuss them in mixed company. Probably by someone who didn't really understand either of them. Why follow their rules? Detroit has two radio stations that shatter them. One documents the rebuilding of a great America. While the other shares the promise of the infinite. The Patriot has all the great news about growing the economy and a strengthening nation. Faith Talk Detroit raises the soul and affirms the heart. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. And Faith Talk Detroit on FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Emery Moss, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back uh, to Bible Talk. And we are dealing with uh, prayer, the most important um, uh, thing that we could do in our walk uh, with the Lord. And so tonight we are also looking at some things that could hinder our prayer. And we don't want anything hindering our prayers to, uh, um, in this time that we live in. The number to call here, 866-423-9578. If you have a prayer request or something you want, to pray about, I can do that with you. So the number to call here, 866-423-9578. 
to be on this call, or if you have a prayer request, or if you know someone that needs um, to be prayed for, I could do that today for you. Right now we are looking at the things that um, hinder prayer. So number one, we had the first thing we spoke about here, is the fact that if you're not a child of God, you in, in order for your prayers to be answered, you have to be God's child. And so... Um, Prayers, um, a lot of us get prayers answered because we ask someone else to pray for us um, who is a believer. Um, but, and like I said, the only prayer God is obligated to answer is, Lord, save me. You're crying out to the Lord and asking for salvation. So another thing here, and, we, and this is very important. So you are knowing that you're a child of God. That's um, because a lot of time people are praying and they're not a child of God at all. So not, so that's the number one thing, making sure that you are a child of God. The next thing is that your sins, your sins separate you from God. Uh, um, Psalm 66, verse 18, it tells us, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear. Our prayers will not get answered if we have sin, and especially unconfessed sin, because we have... Um, First John 1, 9, um, believers, when we sin, we, we acknowledge our sin. First John 1, 9 says that if we confess our sins, that God, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so when we go and confess our sin, we're in agreement with God. We're um, stating it the same. We're in agreement with God that what we did was wrong. And not only that that we have broken God's heart. When we sin, we don't just break the law. We broke the heart of God. And so we definitely have to um, spend some time there and dealing with that. First um, Peter chapter 3 and verse 12 tells us that the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. And then it says, and his ears are open to their prayer, the righteous prayer. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. So we see here that um, God doesn't. God is holy, first of all. So when you cannot come into his presence with sin, and so your sins need to be forgiven, and only Jesus can do that. So when our sins are forgiven and we are a child of God, remember um, in John 9, 31, it says, God does not hear sinners, but he hear the prayer of the man that is righteous and a worshiper of God. God does not hear sinners. So our sin, that's another thing. So if you have sin in your life, unconfessed sin, habitual lifestyle of sin, you got to deal with that. You will not be able to get your prayers heard. And so since prayer is such an important part of the Christian life, we want to make sure always checking ourselves before we wreck ourselves. But going to the Lord... And, and a good habit to have is to go and sit before the Lord and ask him, search me, O God. Psalms 139, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and see if there's any wicked way in me. You know, because we think we're okay. Everyone thinks they're okay. But when you stand before the Lord and you ask him to show you, how do I look to Jesus? That is the thing that is important. How do I look to Jesus? We can look fine to everyone else. 
But how, when you sit in the presence of the Lord, just you and him, how do I look to Jesus? That's the thing we want to do. We want to examine ourselves. Remember, 2 Corinthians 13, 5 says, let a man examine himself. We want to do that. And, and, and I think as believers, sometimes we just don't do that. But we need to examine ourselves. And the, the Lord has given us um, an opportunity to do that. To examine ourselves, and I'm turning there right now, 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5, it says this, examine the neighbors. No, it says examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. A lot of people think they're, they're, they're going to heaven, they're saved, and because they're doing a whole lot of good works, they're spending a whole lot of money on different projects, and they're doing this, and they're doing that, and they're thinking that God is going to, because they're doing that, that, that is how they're going to get into heaven. No, He's, it's not by works. First Peter, I'm not First Peter, but Titus 3 and 5 tells us, not by work of righteousness that we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. It's not about our works. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 lets us know it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. God stooping down to you. It is by his grace, not of your, and that not of yourself. It is not of works, lest any man should boast. Because a lot of people think, you know, I, you know, I'm a good person. I give to charity and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I give this and I give that and I, all of this. That is wonderful. None of that is going to impress God in terms of if you're using that to substitute for salvation. So it says here, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified? But I trust that you will know that we are not disqualified. We need to examine ourselves and, and doing it periodically, examining ourselves as we come before the Lord and we and the Word of God is, is, is the thing that we use when we come into the presence of the Lord and asking Him to show you what you look like to Him so that you are not um, thinking, you don't have false hope, false hope that you're going to heaven and really, really you're not because you don't even know Him. You don't spend time. You don't have a relationship with the God of heaven. So prayer. So we see that the, the one thing you have to make sure that you are, this, would, um, this is just a reason why your prayer it can be hindered. Number one, that you're not a child of God. Number two, that your sin, your sin have separated you from him. You have a lifestyle of habitual sin. You know, a believer living with someone and praying for God's blessing, how can you do that? The scripture already tells you, do not be unequally yoked. Believer with unbeliever, you should not be um, in a fornication. That's fornication. It's not marriage for you to have that relationship, for you to live with someone not that you're not married to is fornication. And the Bible said to run from that. Flee fornication. So there are just things that we need to make sure that um, we have a, a in place when we come to the Lord because there are things that can hinder your prayer. Another thing that hinders your prayer is you are praying, you're not, a, you're not praying according to his will. You are just praying whatever, you know, whatever comes to your mind, whatever you want, you're praying um, for that. But it tells you that he answers prayer, First John, and I'm turning there. First um, John chapter 5, it tells you that God answers prayer. How does he have it? Answer it 
according to his will. And he tells you, now this is a confidence that we have in him. We have confidence. We can come in confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That's a condition. If we ask anything according to his will. And so that's a condition for asking. The condition for you coming to God in prayer is you must come according to his will. You know? And so we have the Spirit of God. Those of us who are believers, you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. And so if you have the Spirit dwelling in you, then he'll be your guide. He will tell you what God's will is in all of your situation. He'll tell you what the will of God is. And the believer's responsibility is to abide in him. Remember, um, John fifteen seven says, If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you get to ask. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, then you can ask. So God's word abiding in you, and if his word is abiding in you, then you are going to be praying the right way. You're not going to just be randomly asking for whatever. You're going to pray according to his will, because he's not going to answer it. He answers prayers according to his will. But the neat thing about this verse that he tells us is that this is the confidence we have. Remember, because when you come to God, When you come to him, you must come knowing that God can take care of the situation. You are coming to him knowing. Hebrews 11, 6 says that those that come to him must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So when you come to God in prayer, you're already coming knowing who you're coming to. It is awesome, folks, as you are praying. You know, the, um, knowing the attributes of God is so um, important to us. When we know God's um, his attribute, his character. And so when you read the Bible and you see these things about God, and so when you come to him, when you're praying, let's say you have uh, a deficit, you've got, um, you can't pay your bill or whatever. You know, you come to God and you don't know where the money is coming from. And you come to the God of heaven. When you come to him knowing who he is, you know, God, one of the names uh, in Genesis, God is called Elohim. God is the creator. He can create something out of nothing. So God doesn't have to have anything there to do anything. So when you bring your situation that you don't even know uh, how things are going to turn out, but you come to the God of heaven, and because you know that he's Elohim, that he can create something out of nothing. You can bring that request. You can come to him. You can cry out to him, knowing that he hears your request, and knowing, not only knowing that he hears you, that he can do something about it. That is so awesome, folks, I'm telling you. And I have tried it. I've got, sometimes I get bills that I can't pay. I don't have the money right now to do it. I raise it up. I said, Lord, you know I am your servant. And you know that I don't have this money to take care of this. So, Lord, I'm leaving it with you. And I tell you, I just leave it there. I put it in my impossible situation envelope. And I'm telling you, folks, when you turn it over to the Lord, it, that's my version of First Peter 5, 7. When I open up that envelope and I drop my request in, what I'm doing is I am casting my cares upon him because I know he's, he cares for me. That's what the Word of God says, and His promises are true because the promiser, the per, because of who made the promise, 
That's the exciting part. When you read these promises in the Bible and you focus on who made the promise, who said it, God says, call on to me. And then he says, I will answer you. Not only am I going to answer, but I'm going to show you great and mighty things that you don't even know about. I'm excited when I come to God with that request because I'm reminding God of what he said. Father, you said for me to call you. So here I am. I'm calling you right now. And, I'm, and you said that you were going to answer me. And not only are you going to answer me, but you're going to show me great and mighty things. A lot of time we come to God and we pray and we pour our heart out and God answers. And we are rejoicing. But guess what? We left the most important thing on the table. The great and mighty things that he's going to show us. We want that too, don't you? I don't know about you. I want the whole package. So I don't, I don't just want the answer. I want the great and the mighty thing that he's going to show. So I'm excited when I come to the Lord, knowing that this God parted the Red Sea, the children of Israel released from Egypt by Pharaoh and on their way to the promised land. And Pharaoh decided that he wanted them back. Who's going to do this work? So Pharaoh's army is after them. On both sides of them, they have mountains. There's nowhere to go. And in front of them is the Red Sea. And I am excited to tell you that the God of heaven parted the water and they went over on dry ground. That's the kind of God we have. And that's the one that we're praying to. So when we go to God in our prayer, knowing the things that he's already done in the scripture, how the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, again, they were attacked by the Amalekites and the God of heaven protected them. They named the place, God is my banner. God protected them. That's the God we have. So when we come in our prayer and we come to him, because remember, Daniel eleven thirty two b says this, that those that know their God display strength and they take action. When you know your God. And so I'm praying for believers today that if you know your God, you can be there for those who are hurting right now, those that are panicking, those that are um, fearful right now. You can let them know about this God. You know, when my neighbor came down and she was telling me how, how she felt and how overwhelmed she was, I was able to point her to the God of heaven, to call upon him, to talk to him about her situation, because he's there and he's listening. We have a God that is alive. And so when we pray, that's one of the great things about the resurrection of Jesus, that we're not just talking to the wall. We are talking to someone. And that is exciting to me. So... Um, I didn't mean to go off in that direction, but hey. Um, so the um, reason why our prayer is not answered, we, t- we said so far that you're not a child of God if you're not a child of God because the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears is open to their prayer. Your sins, your lifestyle of sin, a lifestyle of habitual lifestyle of sin, God will not hear. It tells you Psalm sixty-six eighteen. God will not hear. First Peter three twelve. His eyes are over the righteous, so we know that we will have to repent. Repentance, turning away from our sin and turning towards God, that is what repentance is all about. And so, um, when we're not praying according to His will, that's the next thing that He um, that can hinder your prayer. That you're not praying according to His will. Another thing that um, hinders your prayer is when you are praying and you are doubting. You have doubt, you know. Um, In James chapter 1, let's go to Brother James and see what he has to say about um, 
uh, prayer because when you come to God, you must believe that he is. You cannot come doubting, well, you know, I don't know. You know, Lord, I, I got this problem, and, you know, I really don't know, uh, it, you know, if you can do anything about it. Um, no, that's not, that's not how we, um, we pray. We come believing. We do not doubt. It says here in um, James chapter 1, um, verse 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith. When we come to pray, when we come to talk to God, we must come in faith. Our trust, we are coming knowing that God can do what we're asking him to do. And sometimes, like I said, the answer is yes. The answer is sometimes it could be no. Sometimes it could be wait. But just know that God can, um, can answer. It's not a matter of God's power. It's a matter of his decision how he's going to answer that prayer. So we cannot come um, doubting. You know, we have to come in faith, knowing that he can do what we're going to ask him to do. And so it says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally to all, um, to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. When you come, you've got to know that you know that you know that God can answer this prayer. That's why you're coming to him in the first place. Prayer is inviting the God of heaven into your situation. It's like you opening the door and say, Lord, I need you to come in. I've got this going on. I need you to come in. Asking his, coming into his presence and asking him and coming in with faith. We're going to take a break right here and we'll be right back. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm -hmm. phones, mm -hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds, mm -hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a uh -huh. million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage with the help from the pros at Salem Surround. Whether you're just testing the waters of digital marketing or already have a plan in place that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. Face it, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations total market penetration for increased return on investment contact salem surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers 
There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Talk. Is anyone out there? The number to call here, 866-423-9578, as we deal with talking to the most awesome person in the universe. Um, anyway, we continue with our lesson, things that hinder our prayers. We do not want our prayer to be hindered. And um, one scripture that I forgot to share with you here is um, in First John chapter 3. And um, verse 22, it says, And whatever we ask, we receive from him, because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. If we're going to have our prayers answered, we want to be able to be obedient, doing what God says, and are pleasing in his sight when he looks at us. He, we want to do his commandments. The commandments are, in, are very interesting um, in um obeying what he says to do, because those that love him, Jesus said this in, in John uh, chapter um, 13, that the ones who love him are the ones who keep his commandment, they do what he says to do. And see, this is how we know that our prayers are going to be answered, because when we're doing what he says, what he tells us to do, actually it's um, John chapter 14, um, where Jesus talks about if we love him, we keep his commandment. He says here, um, John chapter 14, verse 21. He who has my commandments and keep them, not just have them, but do them. He is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. See that? So we want to keep it. From, this is our condition, another condition um, that... Um, you know, of doing what he says, is that the one who asks of God keeps his commandment and does the thing pleasing to him. So that's, if you're not um, 
keeping his commandment and, and being pleasing to him, your prayers may not be heard. Because this is what uh, John says here. He says, and, and um, we do the things, and whatever we ask, we receive from him. And this is the reason why we receive it, because we keep his commandments. And we also do those things that are pleasing in his sight. That is important, folks. That is important, that we do what, um, what is pleasing to him. Because in First um, John, again, um, chapter 2 and verse 3, it says, By this we know that we know him. This is how you know that you even know God, is that if we keep his commandment, keeping his command, doing what he says. You know, and that's it. And that's something we can pray about, asking the Lord to help us to do what he says to do. And so um, John goes on to say, He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandment is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. And then he goes on to say, by this we know that we are in him. And it's such an awesome thing to know that you're in him. When you're coming to the Lord and you, you know, you can constantly examining yourself like he says um, in Second Corinthians thirteen five. for us to examine ourselves. We want to examine everybody else. But he says to examine yourself. And because remember, we have an audience of one. So the thing that we want to uh, make sure as we pray, prayer is a beautiful, awesome thing, but there are things that can hinder our prayer. Another thing um, that hinders our prayer is our uh, bad relationship with our spouse. Oh, yeah. Um, Peter talked about it in First Peter chapter 3. Um, you know, we cannot have um, a bad relationship with our spouse. Uh, that, that can hinder your prayer. Isn't that interesting? Let's go to First Peter chapter 3 and take a look at this because it's so important when you turn to the text and you look at it, how, you know, and that does not go for wives. That goes for husband too. Wives that are just disrespectful and, you know, the, the husband is not the head of the house. He's not honored. He's not respected. He's just, you know, talked to like garbage and, you know, all of that stuff. Your prayers, your prayers will be hindered. And so I know that you don't want that to happen. Let me turn here to First Peter um, chapter 3. Because I tell you, um, it, uh, it's very, in First Peter chapter 3 and verse 7, it says here, Husband, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as a weaker vessel and as being heir together of the grace of life. And look at what it says, that your prayers may not be hindered that is something else. Your prayers can be hindered with our, uh, um, not treating your spouse the way they ought to be treated. We're taking a break right here, and we'll be right back. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. With millions of Americans unemployed or forced to shutter their businesses, charitable organizations are becoming even more vital. 
Through their Smile program, Amazon allows customers to give small amounts to charities as part of their orders. But the tech giant relies on the Southern Poverty Law Center to determine which charities are worthy of their support. But the SPLC isn't a neutral arbiter. It's a left-wing smear factory, labeling many Christian charities as hate groups. In light of this, the Alliance Defending Freedom has launched a campaign to persuade Amazon to stop depending on the SPLC's absurd blacklist as a guide for their program. It's imperative that investors and consumers push back on organizations like the SPLC that exercise such enormous influence over corporate life. Amazon should allow their consumers to help fund any charity that is actually helping people, not just those that conform to left-wing dogma. Sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. Or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. On In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, you'll hear wisdom taught from God's Word. This is God's instruction book. It tells me how to live. You cannot live this life with joy and peace and happiness in your life and ignore the instruction book for living. This is it, God's Holy Word. In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, teaching biblical truths that transform lives. Listen to In Touch, weekday afternoons at 1230. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Praise the Lord, everyone, and just welcome back to Bible Talk. Our time has just flown away. But as we continue here, um, looking at things that could hinder our prayers, and those of you that are writing this down, I, you can turn this into a prayer request. If there's anything on the list that you are doing that is hindering your prayer, the, 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 the awesome thing of this is, is that you can turn it around. You can go to God, repent of your sin, and um or whatever it is that you're doing that is causing your prayer to be hindered. And the God of heaven, God wants us to return. All right, so um, let's go to um, Proverbs chapter 28 and look at this again, this thing of um, being obedient um, to God and having your prayer um, answered. Look at what it says here. He who covers his sin 
will not prosper. Covering it up, we will not prosper. But whoever confesses and forsake them will have mercy. He who covers his sin will not prosper. So this is the thing. We have to deal with our sin, and we sin every single day, every day. In our thoughts, in our action, in our deed, we sin every single day. And so we need to go before the Lord and ask him and repent of our sin and, and just ask him to show us. You know, and a lot of time when we actually sin, we know it. You know, we don't need a, a rocket science here. We know what we have done wrong. And so, you know, go to the Lord because he's the one that started the work in you. And he will continue that good work until the day of Jesus Christ. Also, while we're here in Proverbs chapter 28, in verse 9 it says, One who turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. You don't want your prayers to be an abomination. An abomination make God sick, make him want to vomit. Abomination. You don't want your prayers to be an abomination. So if we turn away our ears from doing what God says or hearing the law of God and not doing what he says, then you can't expect your prayers to be heard because you're doing everything that he says not to do. And so remember that the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, the ones that are living right. And his ears are open to their prayers, the righteous prayers. But the face of the Lord is against evildoers. You know, so if we have a habitual lifestyle of evil, then we can't. We don't waste your time coming into the presence of the Lord and asking for anything, because it's not going to happen. But He tells you so. But uh, so I thought it was important tonight to go over these things that hinders our prayer, and there's some more, but I don't think we'll have enough time today to cover that. But these are some of the things that hinder our prayer, will cause us to get. Um, no service, no, no, you know, no. You pick up your phone and you can't make a call because it, it's it's dead. Things that can hinder your prayer, and so the word of God let us know. So the wicked prayers, he's not hearing. Sinners, he's not hearing. Those who turn away from listening to God's law, those he's not hearing. You know, and like I said earlier, Psalm sixty-six says, "If I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear the prayer." You can pray all day long. But um, if we're not doing what God says in his word, then we are not um, going to hear from him. Another thing that um, hinders prayer is not being persistent. You just come and you throw the, pre- you know, you treat it like a microwave. You just put a popcorn in there and it pops and it comes out. You got the microwave popcorn prayer. You know, God is just sitting there waiting to, to, to just, at your first call, he's going to throw out whatever you want and that. No, persistence. In the story of Luke chapter 11, we see persistence. The man did not leave. A friend came to a friend at midnight and asked for three loaves of bread to give his, his, his guest. And the man told him, you know, the, the friend said, I can't get up. My family's in bed. And, you know, he can't get up. He can't give him the bread. And so the text tells us that based on the, even though he would not get up based on the friendship, he was getting up because of the man's persistence. And so Jesus tell, talks in that text. He said, ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. When you come to God and you're praying and you're coming and you, you're persistent in prayer, you are letting God know 
that I know that you have the answer. I am not leaving, Lord, because I know that you are the one that can do this. I can't go anywhere else. I'm coming to you to do it. But also keep in mind that there's a yes, there's a no, and there's a wait. There's a yes, there's a no, and there's a wait. But God loves persistence. Even the story in Luke chapter 18, that woman, that widow woman that came and um, to that unjust judge, even though he would not answer, it, the text says, for a while, even though he would not honor uh, her request for a while, he said that she was going to wear him down, you know. And so he, he responded to what, what her need was. And God is telling us that if the unjust judge could do that, and our God is not unjust, if the unjust judge could respond to this woman who came persistently um, to him, how much more will our Father hear us, those of us who are his children? This is an awesome thing to see that we have a God that is that loves us, wants to, to do for us. Because remember, in uh, Second Chronicles 16.9, it tells us that the eyes of the Lord runs to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is fully his. Oh, my goodness. Our God wants us. He's looking for us to call on him. He's looking for us to pray. And so the, the uh, persistence in prayer is very important because your persistence let God know that you are convinced that he is the only one that can answer your prayer. So persistence in prayer is very, very important. So just a little quick review here. Um, things that hinder prayer. If you're not a child of God, your prayers will not be answered. Because of your sin separating you from him, your prayers will not be answered. Well, just want to thank you for tuning in and um, God bless you. Don't forget to consult the God of heaven, the creator of the universe about everything before you make your plan. And so we just thank the Lord for uh, this time here that we've had uh, together. But I just pray that you are writing. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.